Hello, how's everyone doing today? How's everyone doing today? Pretty good? Doing good. All right. We are doing this new podcast. And uh, tonight's episode is how can you keep members in your organization? If you're a church, how do you keep people in your church? Uh How do you keep people in your organization? How do you keep them from leaving? Getting new members is one thing. Yes. Maintaining them. And keeping them is a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm. And there is a secret to keeping people in. And it's actually a, a double-edged sword. The fault really goes on both sides of the coin, both parties mm-hmm. here. Um, and both parties are really to blame. Both the, yes. the visitor and the church or organization, both are guilty and both need to take steps. So they both get the most out of it. Yes. So the visitor feels welcome. If you're a pastor, you're going to say, well, we've, we greet them when they come in on Sunday morning. We, they fill out a visitor's card. We, we shake their hand. I'm going, no, there's a lot more to it than that. Yes, there is. And if you want to know what that secret is, stay tuned. I don't want to give it away completely mm-hmm. right away. But there is a secret to keeping people in your organization, keeping people in your church. And it's a secret that everybody kind of knows. But 99% of churches don't practice this. Oh, goodness. They don't. They just don't. They they don't either they know about it and they don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Or they don't know and they honestly don't know how can they not know. We were all kids in school at one time. We were all teenagers. Yes. I mean, you should know from your childhood what it's like, what it feels like to be rejected. Oh, yes. And this is where it stems from. Okay. In the movie called Problem Child. That's the name of the movie starring John Ritter. So stay tuned. I'm going to tell you what that secret is to keeping people in your church. But I'm, I'm kind of... Wanting to build this up. I don't want to give the secret away right away because oh, yeah. you won't listen to the rest of the podcast. So I want to build it up so mm-hmm. you kind of have an idea of what I'm talking about and what that secret is. Give them hints. And that's what I'm going to do. We're going to start with the first one. It's, it's a very obvious one from the movie Problem Child. In this film, John Ritter plays a dad who wants to adopt a child. And him and his wife are discussing how they never get invited to the birthday parties and other social functions. The other families never include them, even though they themselves are a couple. Mm -hmm. But they never get included because they don't have a kid. They don't get invited to the birthday parties because they don't have a kid. Ah. And, And so they decided to Adopt a kid so they can get invited to their first birthday party. And, and they do. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see how it all turned out, you have to watch the movie. Yeah. But, okay, the, I, the idea came from somewhere. It did. Those writers put that idea in the film. 
that they're not getting invited to the birthday parties. They're not getting invited to the barbecues. They're not getting invited anywhere because they don't have a kid. Even though they are upper middle class, they're not poor, and they're well dressed. I mean, you, right? Right. Okay. That well, because they don't have a kid, they don't get invited anywhere. No one invites them anywhere. Why not? Well, we don't have a kid, and so therefore, no invites. Mm. Now, that idea, that concept, came from somewhere. Like I said, the writers who put that in that film. That idea came from somewhere. Yes. They didn't just dream it up. No. Somebody has either lived it and knows what that feels like to be rejected. Mm -hmm. Here's another one. Remember the movie Forrest Gump? Oh, yes. He gets on that school bus. Remember how the other kids treated him? You no. can't sit here. You can't sit here. You can't sit here. That actually happened to me in real life. True story. That actually happened to me. I'm, I was like, I never forgot that. Never forgot it. I was so saddened by it. So, if you want to know what that secret is, I'm kind of already hinting at it. Okay? So, what is the secret to keeping people in your church? Keeping people in your organization? Do you make them feel welcomed? You may say, well, we do. They fill out a visitor's card. We shake their hand. No. There's more to it than that. Oh, there's a lot more to it than that. Well, we put on a good rock concert. We have entertainment. No, they're not interested in your entertainment. No, that's not it either. If you think it's entertainment, that'll get them in the door, but it won't keep them there. They want to feel like... You don't want them to go church hopping. Yes. And there's a reason why people church hop from church to church. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the message. It's the congregation in and of itself. Even though that person, it's a two-sided sword. Yes. And so you want to keep people in your church. You want to keep them from leaving. You've got to keep those butts in the seats. You want to keep those pews filled. Yes. So if your church is full, it looks good. Mm -hmm. And if it's a full church, that also helps in the offering basket and your missions mm -hmm. organizations and, and it helps you raise money because there's more people. Yes. But if people are church hopping because they're not, they're not being fulfilled, it has nothing to do with your message. No. It might, maybe, but that's not it. It's not the whole reason. No, there is a major reason why they church hop. It's because they don't feel welcome exactly in your church or organization. It's not just churches, but mm -hmm. organizations as a whole, no matter what brand name is on the door, um, this is it right here. This is the secret right here. When someone walks in, do you invite them out to, for dinner? Think about that. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't take a person very long to figure out mm -hmm. that he's not welcome there. When other people are having parties. Remember I told you in the movie mm -hmm. Problem Child? Yes. How they never got invited? Yes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a person very long to figure out he's not being invited. He or she. But within six months, they're going to know. 
if they're welcome in that church or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, and so what steps is your congregation taking to make that person feel welcome? Are you, do the members of your congregation take a proactive approach and you see someone that's alone, you say, hey, we're going out to say Steak and Shake after church. Want to join us? That little invitation right there would probably mean the world to that person. Oh, yeah. You may have just lightened up their day just by doing that one thing. You know, you don't, they could have had the worst week of their life, the worst day of their life, and that invitation, that one invitation, just could totally change their day. Because how would you feel, I mean, growing up in school, you never got invited to the parties. Even though you did what you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. got your name on the honor roll, maybe uh, you did try out for one of the sports teams, maybe you're in the band, you're doing something yes. in your school, and it's not working. You're in the band. You're on the honor roll. And, 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 and so it's still not working. I mean, you do your best to invite people. Hey, would you like to sit and have lunch with me? They just stick their nose up at you and walk on, say, nah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say um, McDonald's after school want to join me. Even though you're giving the invitations, you're doing the best you can mm -hmm. by joining the band, by getting good grades, by extending an invitation to them. So th th it goes in both ways. Both parties are guilty. Both the church and the individual mm -hmm. are guilty. Because I might say to the individual, what actions are you taking to make a contribution to your social circle? Mm -hmm. That church or organization you belong to what actions are you taking to to help your social circle what contributions are you making besides just being a spectator to draw people to you well yeah i mean there it, the sword cuts both ways i admit it mm, does it does but you can still try to make some of the best moves you can and mm -hmm. still be rejected. Oh, yes. Yes. It's like um, I was watching this one TV show. This kid was having a birthday party and no one would come to his birthday party. Mm. How sad. That is very sad. That was played out in a TV show called Smallville. Young Lex Luthor. When he was still a good good guy, when mm -hmm. he was still wholesome and pure and a good kid, and he hadn't become evil yet. He was still a good kid trying mm -hmm. to do the right thing. Yes. And in one scene, in an episode in Smallville, even though he was rich, and even though because he's a young child and he's bald and the other kids laughed at him, I know what that's like too. Because one time I had ringworm real bad. And they shaved my head, and the kids would call me Baldy, Kojak, all kinds of stuff. I got laughed at. I got name called, made fun of for being bald. I never forgot that. That has impacted me to this day. It will. It would. It, do, it does. To this very day. The, the thought. The things that happen to you in life can still, it still affect you. It still affects me to this day. 
to this very day. Uh, no longer do I want to get on that school bus and have people say, you can't sit here, mm -hmm. you can't sit here. That actually happened to me. And and poor little Lex Luthor, this was in Smallville, none of the kids have come to his birthday party. Now, how devastating would that be to a, a child? Oh, that would be very devastating. Very. Even though he did what he could by extending himself. Yes. And all society did was throw him away. Mm -hmm. Reject him. For no reason at all, other than the thought, oh my God, you're bald. And th that's, what, that's how they treated me. I know exactly how Lex, li little Lex felt. And they probably laughed at him, made fun of him. Because he mm -hmm. had a medical condition causing him to be bald. And so, yeah, I know what it's like to be made fun of. And because they rejected him and mm -hmm. laughed at him, no, they would not. I will not come to your birthday party. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to invite you to mine, and I won't come to yours. Even though he did what he could to extend himself. Uh -huh. Yes. He was rejected. Rejection hurts. And this is why people join cults and gangs. Now, gangsters get it right. The mafia gets it right. When you become a member of their family, they will make you feel special. They will go out of their way to make you feel loved mm -hmm. because that's their, their thing. They don't get loyalty by fear and intimidation. That's Hollywood. They get loyalty by treating you like a member of the family. When you become a blood brother when you join the family and you pledge your allegiance to this fraternity or organization and they treat you like family. You're being invited to this party, that party, that party. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel loved. So, man, I'm feeling loved. I feel special. And you're going to declare your extreme loyalty to the family or mm -hmm. gang. Yes. They don't want to call them loads. They want to call them families now. That's, yes. It seems better when you call them a family. You're going to be a wise guy, a good fella. Mm -hmm. You feel loved by them. You There's feel, a sense of loyalty there. You feel accepted. Right. Welcomed. Exactly. What the churches get wrong, the mob gets right. Mm -hmm. They get it right and the churches get it wrong. Every time. And, they, and then this is why people leave. They stray. That's why they church hop. That's why some people get mixed up with, with gangs or, you know, secret societies. They get mixed up in it because that secret society will embrace you. Uh huh. Yes. And they go out of their way to. They don't do it. They don't use fear and intimidation. No. No. That never works. They use reverse psychology, by, by doing something that Jesus commands you to do: love thy neighbor. Yes. Their other principles may not be. Right, but they sure. do practice to love thy neighbor. They they very will, much. They will attempt to draw you in. Oh, Amway is good at that. Amway is one such organization. If you ever join Amway or a networking company like them, a multi-level company, mm -hmm. some of them operate mafia style, cult-like mentality to get that allegiance out uh -huh. of you. They make you feel special. You were invited to these special barbecues and family dinners that mm -hmm. that are not announced by Amway. 
that it's 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 private parties. Oh, I got invited to a private party. I'm going to someone's birthday party. Mm-hmm. I feel real special. And so you you really feel special. They oh, go yeah. and Amway, that is one of their tactics to make you feel special. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife would go to these Mary Kay meetings. It's similar. Ah. Girls not out. They're having a party with the girls. Mary Kay does similar stuff. To make they made Nicole feel special, mm-hmm. and 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 she would buy product from. I'm not saying anything wrong with Mary Kay, but some of these organizations get it right, where the churches, for some reason, get it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like you're. Let's say you're in church on Sunday and you see somebody sitting way in the back by themselves. Don't just sit there. Get up. Go back there and talk to them. Invite them, just come down and sit with you. That well, when Nicole and I first started Cherry Street, we were treated like royalty. Levi and Chelsea were our best friends, and they did exactly that. I don't know if Levi understood where I came from, that the breaking of the bread was so important to me because where I come from, it is. That's a big deal. You have no idea how big a deal that is. To say, I want to break bread with you, sit down and break bread mm-hmm. and sup with them. That's a serious, serious gesture of friendship. Yes. That's a Hebrew thing. It's it's not just Hebrew, but Arabic uh-huh. too. The yes. Muslims practice this 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 belief system. Uh, it's it, it's just a big deal. Mm-hmm. It is. It just is. So what do the churches get wrong? Well, they, 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 um, sometimes <coughs> screw up, but it, it goes, the thing goes both ways. Yes. My wife joined the church choir. It was her way of saying, Hey, you know, uh-huh. I want to give back yes. to my social circle because they did so much for me. Uh-huh. That was her yes. way of giving something back being involved being involved and and so my wife and i did what we could mm-hmm. now i i am a widow so now i'm thinking well nicole took actions to get involved and i did talk to brother ray about it that i don't want to be just a spectator sitting in the seat mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what talents i could offer them not like the church has a podcast studio well maybe you could do your artwork maybe there's some sort of artwork you could do that would require a lot of money and resources that may not be willing because once i create a piece and now there's a new way of creating digital art and i've heard people paying a lot of money for it it's the newest trend in the art world Mm -hmm. that's been happening i'm going what one piece sold for $70 million. Wow. No kidding. I said, I had to create a $70 million work of art digitally. And it was just a JPEG image. JPEG. I'm going, who would pay $69, $70 million for a JPEG image? That's a lot of money. That's serious money. Somebody's got money to throw around because they can. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. I, I bought some nice paintings because I could. Yeah. I did it because I could, because they served no practical 
purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been with me a couple yes. of times and didn't care how much I spent on this painting. It could have been a crit to some people. It's a whacked out crazy amount. Why would you spend that kind of money on a painting? Um, because I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I've done stupid things too. I would, I didn't spend $69 million. Well, no, no, but I have bought a few paintings and paid good money for them. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. And you were there and I watched was. me do it. And so it's a painting. Uh, I want it. Well, I just wanted it. You could do that, but long as it's in moderation. It's in moderation. So I've only done that a couple of times. Yes. And I quit after that. So, nah, I'll be broke if I do this much longer. Yeah. Or if I find myself paying a million dollars for a painting. Because oh, yeah. I can. Just so it hangs on the wall and looks pretty. <laughs> so yeah, that that this has got to stop. Before yes. I find myself spending that kind of money. Mm-hmm. And I would. I would spend a million dollars on a painting, but it's got to be an original. Oh, yeah. It's got to be worth some money. But this person paid $69 million for a JPEG. I just can't imagine that. Absolutely. Anyway, back on the topic of making people feel special. So the sword cuts both ways. Now, if you're sitting and you're a member of some church or organization, are you taking full advantage of this organization? What steps are you taking to welcome them into your life. Yes. You want them to welcome you into theirs. What steps are you taking? Yes. Let's say, let's say it's me. Let's just pretend. Let's put myself in that spot for a second. Let's say I'm feeling like I'm not being invited. No one's invited me out to dinner. No one's doing it. Levi and Chelsea did it in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And Levi still did it a few times after Nicole passed away. Levi has been, but now he's gone and he's on some, he's a missionary somewhere. Oh, uh, okay. So now I don't have that. And so, so now I'm thinking, well, so the ball lands in my court. So I can't put all the blame on my church. I'm just using myself an ex- as uh-huh. an example, okay? Not to say that I'm in that situation, but I have to use an example. Yeah. Why not use myself? So... Now I'm going, okay, now I'm asking myself, what actions should I be taking here? So I don't become just a spectator and dead weight mm-hmm. sitting in the church. What actions should I be taking? I'm also a member of two families, two network. You went to one of our meetings today. Yes. Uh-huh. I, and even in that organization, it's set up so you cannot fail. They encourage people to have member-to-member meetings. Yes. They encourage it because the mafia encouraged it. So when you're joining a networking group, they're like a family. They operate like good fellas. Yes. The only difference is no one's getting whacked. Oh, definitely not. Not with a bullet. But in those organizations, you can get whacked. Just not with a bullet. What happens to people is what happened to our former mob boss because he broke the law. He broke everybody's trust. Oh, he has been blackballed. He's back in the Springfield area and he's got a YouTube channel out and I'm going, yeah, I just talked to somebody to say, do you know that so-and-so is back? What? So yeah. And so if you make a bad business deal, 
So even though you're in an organization, it's a networking referral group, and a lot of their strategy comes from the mafia, with the exception mm -hmm. of you not being, you know, oh, yeah. whacked. But they whack people in different ways. Mm -hmm. They may not take a gun and shoot you. That'd be merciful if they did that. No, what they do is they call it blackballing. Mm -hmm. If you're a plumber and you did a rotten job on someone's plumbing and you really screwed somebody, yeah. you will be blackballed. Oh, yes. They'll make sure you don't get another plumbing job anywhere in the city. Mm -hmm. And if you have a license, they'll make sure you lose that license. Yes. So blackballing is almost like getting whacked. It's worse than death. Death is merciful. Blackballing somebody, so you can't even get a job delivering pizzas. Oh, my gosh. Once you've been blackballed in this town because everybody's connected to somebody, uh -huh. word gets around, so-and-so has been blackballed. Mm -hmm. You can't even get a job washing dishes. Oh, my gosh. Once you've been blackballed, good luck. Because it's networked out. Because uh -huh. everybody's networked with somebody else. Yeah. And so and so. It's word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And so, well, back in the Hollywood and gangster days, like Al Capone, they just bang, bang. Yep. But today, no. Al Capone would be using the black ball system. Oh, yeah. He'd be using social media to make sure you never get a job anywhere. Mm -hmm. Please, Al Capone, put a bullet in my head. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> In today's day and age, we have cancel culture. It's the yes. same as canceling somebody. Mm -hmm. If you screw somebody on a plumbing job, you're not going to get another plumbing job. They'll sure. make sure you won't get another plumbing job. They're not going to hire you because you did a crummy job. Yeah. And they'll make sure of it. They will, like I said, blackball you. In the lodge, that's what we called it there too, blackballing. You didn't want that little blackball. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that little black ball. Nobody does. And that's their meth method of dealing with people. They just mm. cancel you. Yep. Make you beg for death. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the modern way of handling things today. But like that networking group we were in this morning... They encourage people to have member-to-member -member meetings. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can fail in business. Once you're in the family, you're in the group, mm -hmm. you cannot fail. Mm -hmm. You're going to make money. You're going to prosper. You're going to succeed. Why? Because you're establishing relationships. Mm -hmm. And they encourage that. They encourage you to establish relationships, what they call member-to-member -member meetings. Yes. They, you heard them today. They encourage it. Mm -hmm. It's encouraged. Constantly yes. encouraged. The churches fail to do that. Yes. I don't see the churches doing such a thing. Nope. No, they don't. Nope. It's like everybody's in their own little little bubble, little world. They don't encourage what I would call member to member or family uh -huh. to family. They don't encourage that or reward that in any way, shape, or form. When I was in the mob, they did encourage it very much so. Mm -hmm. They wanted you to have relationships with people. They wanted you to be plugged in and well-connected. It's like going on a Shark Tank. You can't go on Shark Tank and say, well, we can't get our product out there. And, and you can't tell someone like Robert Herjavec, 
But Robert, we don't know anybody. It's not what you know, it's who you know, and we don't know anybody. I would say that shark Robert would look you straight in the face and that's that's a load of crap. And right now Robert would be correct. Yes. It's a load of crap. You don't tell someone like Robert Herchebeck, I don't know anybody, Robert. It's who you know. He will just he you, you you don't tell that man that. Yes. They're, they're, because he would tell you otherwise. Get plugged into a networking referral group. Mm-hmm. And they're out there. That's how you build business today, by referrals. It's 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 who you know. Yes. It's word of mouth. It's always been word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I went to Drury, and one of the things they taught us, it's word of mouth. It's your mm-hmm. best form of advertisement. Yes. It always has been and always will be. Oh, yes. And now today we have social media. So we're, we need to talk about social media and how that plays a role. Yes. And um, what this topic is, what we're talking about. Because that today is playing a major role in people church hopping. You get somebody in and you lose them. Okay. You get somebody in and you lose them. I'll combine these. So nobody will know the difference. Um, and so here's another secret, Mr. Pastor, Mr. Youth Pastor, or the leader of your lodge or organization. How do you keep people in? How do you maintain that? Well, like I said, I now belong to an organization called the Networking Navy. It operates a lot like the mob uh, because they encourage one-on-one relationships. Mm-hmm. It, it's encouraged. So uh, once you establish one-on-one relationships, get to know people, Mm -hmm. they encourage you not to be an introvert. They encourage you to be an extrovert. Uh They want you, if you used their system, the way it's designed, and this network and referral group, they're all similar. Mm -hmm. They, like BNI, they've been around a while, but they pattern themselves after the good fellas. Ah, the wise guys, mm-hmm. because even the Sopranos very much taught you one on one. They they treat each other like family. They 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 don't get loyalty through fear and intimidation. They get it by by embracing each other and yes. accepting each other and treating each other like family. They may have disputes and arguments. But what brothers and sisters don't. Oh, yeah. But the churches are getting it wrong because they're not encouraging one-on-one relationships. Yes. They don't have such a program in place. Mm-hmm. No church that I know does. I've, 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 even mine. No such program exists. Mm-hmm. It's not encouraged at all. Yes. Um, when I was little, I think we had... Pastor Fred Lawley did try something like that for a little bit. He says, I want you to go and shake your hand with somebody you don't know. And then I think he didn't try to implement such a thing. And it was successful for a while. Mm-hmm. People get lazy. And then, because he, he it, and it worked. Mm-hmm. In our little Assembly of God church, it did work. Because he did initiate such a program. Mm-hmm. Because not only did he say, go out and shake hands with somebody you don't know, he also initiated a program 
with one-on-one relationships. He also initiated where families should get together and and have a barbecue. Ah, oh, yes. Two families get together and do something and report back. I want to see this church grow. He had some kind of church growth thing and made it keep people in the church. He was mm-hmm. more because Pastor Longley was more in, interested in keeping people in that church. And he thought cults do this. Mm-hmm. Gangs do this. Right. And he himself was a Vietnam veteran. And going, he's going, some of my soldier pals do this. So he implemented the system in his church and it worked. Until people, the congregation got lazy and he got... But for time, it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Lolly had continued enforcing this program. Uh-huh. But the problem is the program worked for a couple of years and then he just uh oh, it's we're successful now we've grown now the church is completely full that parking lot is full beyond capacity mm-hmm. we have people sitting everywhere and anywhere because not only are they getting the man they're keeping the man because uh-huh. he encouraged those one-on-one relationships so you want people to stay in their church you yes. have to encourage one-on-one relationships mm-hmm. And reward those one-on-one relationships. Because like at our networking group we go to, you're rewarded for that. You report it and you're, we pass the hat, right? Yes. I had five member-to-member meetings this week. Because they want you to grow your business, right? You want right. to grow your church. You want to grow your church yes. family. You want to grow your organization. You want to keep people in your organization. Mm-hmm. You have to work that organization. When you join like a referral group, you have to work it. Uh-huh. You can't sit back and say, I'm waiting for customers and referrals to rain down upon me. That's not how it works. No. You have to give to receive. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how the system is designed. If you join a group, a family, you get involved, you're going to have to work it. Definitely. You're going to have to support your social circle. You got to put, make the effort. Right. The, the, so the responsibility is on both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. It's on both the church and the church leaders and the leaders of their organization. Yes. And on you as well. Because mm-hmm. you got to take action. You got to support your social circle. Yes. In your church, they have all kinds of ways. Yeah, like in my instance, I don't have a lot of time to to give, but I can surely write a check. I'm making money. Mm -hmm. I have plenty of money. So why not donate some of it to the church? So that's what I'm going to do. If I can't do anything else, do that. Mm -hmm. In your organization, if you feel you don't have a lot of time because your kids got football practice, Mm -hmm. so you're the, well, mom, soccer mom, you're the football dad, baseball dad. So you, and I don't have kids, and but I do have a full life. You do. And so and my schedule is very hectic. What I need to do is have Brother Ray said, Ray, you need to stay in touch with me, even through Messenger. Let me know what's coming up. If there's, like, the church just had a big yard sale. Oh, yeah. There's, there could have been a way I could have gotten involved in that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it until after it happened. Right. I had no idea. No one told me. No one talks to me. 
No one communicates with me at all. That's another big thing is communication. Yes, and churches fail miserably here too. Communication is another two-way street. So the secret to keeping people in your church is you have to make everybody feel welcome. Yes. But that individual is also partly responsible Mm -hmm. by supporting that church, supporting the family, supporting your Mm -hmm. network. So it's a, it's it's up to both parties to take a proactive approach. Yes. Both parties are responsible here. I don't want to put all the responsibility on the pastor and the church. Mm-hmm. Part of that responsibility falls on the individual as well, mm-hmm. which would be me. Yes. So it was like, okay, let's. I'm putting myself in that position. So the responsibility would fall on me. Yes. It's like, okay, maybe I'm the one. Okay, this week. I write a check for $500, you know, and say, okay, I've got money. Mm-hmm. I, I can afford it. And so big deal. Okay. Right. Okay. That's, I'm just throwing that amount out there. It's not really that much money anymore. Or 10, 20 years ago, that was a lot of money. Oh yeah. Uh, but today now nah, 500 is not that much money. It really isn't. To some people it still is, but to someone like me, I'm going, well, it's really not that much money. But that's because inflation's gone up and people are making more than they used to, but everything's costing more than it used to. That's true, it is. But back on the topic of what can churches do to keep people in the and keep their butts in the seats? What can organizations do to keep people from hopping from one organization to another, mm-hmm. like church hopping? Because people church hop all the time. It's yes. not necessarily the message. It's because of this one thing. Mm-hmm. And they may not say anything. But when they're feeling ostracized. Yes. It doesn't take someone very long to figure out they're being ostracized. Mm-hmm. No one's inviting them out for dinner. No one is inviting them to their house for dinner. Yes. It's kind of like um, if you are dating a young lady. Let's say I'm, I'm a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I... I was dating a young woman. Let's say I meet somebody and I'm kind of interested in her. So she invites me over to her parents' house for dinner. Do I go? Absolutely. You should go. Yes. Absolutely. I'm going to explain why in another video. There's a very important reason why you should go. It's nice to be invited to dinner. Oh, yeah. Because that's a big deal, especially to their home, not just taking them out to Cheddar's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, 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 that's okay too. Oh yeah. But when you're invited to their private home, mm-hmm. they're inviting you to sit at their dinner table. Yeah. The meal they cooked. Mm-hmm. That is a huge deal. You have no idea what that means. Me, I can't have a dinner party in my apartment. Not possible here. I would, in order for me to throw a party, invite my friends. I'd have to team up with somebody else in that church. Yes. I'd have to find somebody who probably lives out in the country. I have just the guy in mind. Uh, I'd have to team up with him mm-hmm. and said, let's do this together. I'll pay for the food. You provide the, the grill and the, mm-hmm. the property and I'll provide the, the food. And food. We'll do the guest invites together and mm-hmm. and we'll do this together because yes. it's costly to do that. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So 
I would provide the funding, provide the food, and he provides the land. And yes. Mm -hmm. That's how I would do it. I would just approach somebody and say, hey, I'd like to throw a party, and I don't have proper facilities. Mm -hmm. You do, and let's work together. Yes. And so you, I could still get something accomplished. Mm -hmm. I could still, you know, accomplish what I set out to do. Now, you may think, well, member-to-member -member meetings are important. And this networking group I belong to, it is. And they, if you use this networking group properly, or whatever group you belong to, yes. they all, they're all similar. They all have similar, you know, mm -hmm. you've got to invite people to come. Yes. Uh, they always encourage you to have relationships or yes. member, what they call member-to-member -member meetings. They mm -hmm. encourage that. So you can establish a one-on-one -on -one relationship, get to know that person a little bit better. Because that's going to help you on social media. I, I never got back to social media, did I? No. Why is social media so important? And, and this because today, especially with your teenagers, plays a big role in not only getting somebody in the church, mm -hmm. in your organization, but keeping their butts in those seats and keeping them from church hopping. Oh, yeah. And social media today plays a huge role. So what does the church need to do? Here's another secret ingredient. Churches need to start implementing ASAP. Mm -hmm. Is sit down with the individual and say, well, this is what we can offer as a congregation. Yes. And this is what we can do. Now, social media today, people are valued on social media anymore. Teenagers feel it, the pressure. Now, grown-ups, I know yes. a bank president, he committed suicide. Mm. Why? Well, that's another story. Yeah. But let's just say it ended tragically because he was trying mm -hmm. to impress people he didn't know. With money he didn't have. Ah, and when the money ran out, because he ran into deep into debt, his wife left him. Oh, no. So this really happened to somebody. This is somebody closer to my age, someone who knows better. Mm -hmm. They know better than they get sucked into that social yes. media game. But it happens to anybody. Mm -hmm. Teenagers are not the only ones who live in that virtual yes. world. Mm -hmm. People my age are starting to live in that virtual world. They're getting sucked in, mm -hmm. especially the women, more so than the men. But, so what can churches do to welcome that new visitor or to keep people in their church, keep them from mm -hmm. church hopping, keep them from leaving, not just inviting them to dinner or making them feel special, because mm -hmm. eventually... That person's going to feel like, well, he invited me. Maybe I should invite somebody. Mm -hmm. and so it goes on both parties. Yes. So the second secret that churches need to start implementing somehow, some way, is to support them on social media. Hit the like button when they upload a positive mm -hmm. photo. Now, if it's something political, you can ignore it. But if it's something yeah. like... Like me, for instance, I had lunch with my friends. Yes. Those are just regular photos mm -hmm. as it's meant to be. So if you was to support them on social media, 
and set up a committee. So we're going to support this guy on social media. So everybody in that group mm-hmm. has to support this newcomer on social media. Oh, well, I got 50 likes on my photo. That boosts a person's confidence. Oh, you yeah. may think, this is a stupid idea. No, it's not a stupid idea. Then you need to sit down with that individual and tell them, you want to continue to get this kind of support on social media. You need to return that courtesy and support us. Mm-hmm. And let him say it in a nice way. Yes. Uh, so uh, let him know, look, you have to give to receive. Mm-hmm. We reached out to you, and you need to reach out to them in mm-hmm. return. So if that happened to me, I would de- definitely have to reach out to them in return. Oh, yeah. As best I could. I mm-hmm. would pick, like for me, I would pick 10, maybe 20 people a day, like and comment mm-hmm. on their photos for at least a week, week's worth, scroll down. Try to like a few pictures. Uh-huh. Try to comment on a couple of them. I go to 20 people a day. I have to go to their Facebook page to do uh-huh, it. Right. And in, in one week, I've reached out to 140 people in my network. Mm-hmm. In one week, I've hit the like button on their photos. And I've commented positive comments mm-hmm. saying you have a beautiful baby or you have a beautiful family. You're truly yeah. blessed. I would make positive comments uh-huh. on their Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. So I'm the kind of person who would return that courtesy. Yes. I, and so it, that's the kind of program the church needs to initiate. Yes, definitely. Definitely, because social media is a big deal. Mm-hmm. If you are supporting this individual mm-hmm. on social media, it doesn't take any of your time to do it. It takes a few seconds to hit the like button. Mm-hmm. It takes 30 seconds to write a positive comment. Yep. And that's all it takes. If everybody in, in let's say we have a congregation, there's 200 people in their congregation, right? If everybody supported everybody mm-hmm. in their congregation and supported each other's networks mm-hmm. and, and at least made the best effort to do so, they yeah. just did it a little each day. Today I'm going to do 20 people. Tomorrow, 20 people. Mm-hmm. In a week, you've reached 140 people. If you just commented and liked 20 people a day, mm-hmm. start with the A's, then go to the B's, then go to the C's, go to your friends list and start mm-hmm. going down the list. And that's one of the ways you clean up your news feed too. It cleans up your news feed, keeps you up to date. Uh-huh. And so, Sandra, you're just going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I need to let you get a word in edgewise. On the topic of what can the churches do to keep people there from church hopping? Definitely, like you said, make them feel welcome, accepted, like they belong there. Because it doesn't take but six months for them to realize they're not getting invited to the birthday parties. Yeah, I mean, just go up to them, talk to them, introduce yourself, say... Invite them out to, to events to their to your home to their home. Or invite them over for come over for a Sunday dinner after church. Exactly, people used to practice these things. Yeah, and uh, I guess they only do it for certain people of their social class. And right. this is why people church hop. 
This is this is this is it right here. And a lot of pastors will miss this. Because they they well, I don't want to associate with so and so. I don't want so and so in my house. Oh, you don't think they think that way? They do. Oh yeah. I just you know like And they're supposed to show the love of Christ. Uh-huh. If you see them sitting alone, you see someone a new face in church, they're sitting alone. Walk up to them, ask them, say, introduce yourself, talk to them for a minute, say, hey, would you like to come down here and sit with me or sit with me and my family? There's that. That's a good suggestion. It really you know, is. Don't leave them don't, sitting back up in the back pews by themselves. Don't let somebody sit alone. Invite them to come down and sit with you. Introduce yourself. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Try to find out about them. Okay. Some, some churches get it right, but a lot of them get it wrong. Mm -hmm. They miss the point, and people go church hopping. That they do. You can't just cordially be nice to them when they come to the front door. Welcome. Welcome. And you smile at them. Because like in that movie Problem Child, it didn't take that couple very long to figure out. We're not getting invited to the birthday parties. Why? We don't have a kid. Even though they were well-dressed, upper middle class, but in that movie, Problem Child, it spelled it out exactly. Yes, it sure did. And the people who made that movie put that in that film for a reason. That probably happened to somebody. <laughs> Whether it's the director, producer, one of the writers, that happened to somebody. Yes. Definitely. That would not have been involved in the film unless... It somebody lived it. They lived it, or they knew somebody that lived it. Like what happened to Forrest Gump. Oh, yes. Getting on that school bus. Mm -hmm. That happened to me in real life. And when, every time I see, think about that, or I watch that scene, it would bring back so many memories mm -hmm. for me. Because I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. I very much know what that feels like to be rejected. It it hurts to be rejected. It does. It and it sticks with you the rest of your life. So now you know if you're a pastor and you listen to this, or you're the leader of an organization, mm -hmm. or if you're that person that's feeling lonely, what are you what actions are you taking to 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 support your social yes. circle? If it's your church, what actions are you taking? Are you driving the church van? Are you a Sunday school teacher? Are you helping pass the offering plate around? You know, they come up, they pray for the offering. You could at least do that, right? Are you giving money to your church? Are you supporting it in any way? Well, I would never give to that church. Then you're not going to get invited to anything. Yes. If you... Sure are unwilling to support your social circle and support them why should they support you i i'm i know that as a christian they're supposed to but you as a christian you call yourself that you're supposed to support them yes and there's plenty of bible passages to back that up yes there definitely is my wife loved cherry street and she would she joined the church choir to as her way of giving back mm -hmm. for everything they gave her. Yes. And uh, that's what 
she did. And she attended, um, she went to another group too. It's kind of like a curricular activity. Pro, uh, not promise keepers, um, grief share. Ah. She attended grief share for a while too. So get involved somehow. Mm -hmm. If you can't get involved, give money. At least write a check and mm -hmm. at least you're keeping the lights turned on. You're making an effort. You're making an effort. You've got to make some kind of effort. Yes. You can't just sit there and say, well, they don't do anything. Well, you haven't done anything for them. If you do something for them, they can't say it back to you. They cannot say mm -hmm. you're not supporting us. If you're writing checks and you're donating money and you are helping to be a deacon or to take the offering mm -hmm. at, at, at Sunday night service or whatever, our church don't take up an offering. Now they have offering boxes. In the oh, okay. But... I'm just saying you should do something. Yes. Anything. As best you can. Yes. Take a proactive approach mm -hmm. in your organization. Yes. And that's the best advice I can oh, give. Oh, yeah. Because it, the, the responsibility is on both ends of the party. It is. It very much is. You know, maybe that person would give if, if that they show love and support. Mm -hmm. That's how the mafia, that's how they, that's how they get loyalty from people and they'll do anything. They'll do anything for Amway. Mm -hmm. They'll do anything for that organization. Anything, anything. Yes. Because you showed them love and you embraced them. Oh, they'll do anything you ask. You've got their loyalty. That's how they do it. Oh yeah. Amway is good at it. They have, they have embraced kind of mentality uh -huh. and they would depend on you to recruit 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 <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah they're always recruiting new mm -hmm. members into amway that and they try to retain the members they have but they keep losing them but they do pretty good heavily decent at retaining a few mm -hmm. but the mafia is better at it they don't do it through intimidation they do it through love yes they really go out of their way to make you feel special mm -hmm. and make you feel welcome because psychologically what that's going to do, it's going to create extreme loyalty. You yes. will do anything for them because mm -hmm. you gave them what they did not have. They weren't getting it home. They're, you know, that's why guys join gangs for the discipline. They don't, there's no dad in the house. Yes. When people lose a loved one, they can people like me are susceptible to uh, cults mm -hmm. and and bad organizations. Yes, because they take they prey on people. Oh, like that me. they do. Yes, they do. Oh yes, they prey on them. Mm -hmm. They look for them just so they can prey on them. Yeah, it's not just the romance scams; it's the network marketing and mm -hmm. religious cults. Or, yes. Or a bad criminal organization. Yes. They'll prey on people like me. Because they oh, he's lonely. Well, we'll get his loyalty. We'll be nice to him. Mm -hmm. And churches really miss this. They really do. And people church hopping because of this. I think this, this is it. This is a major deal. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of churches are missing this point. They're overlooking this. Why are people church hopping? Mm -hmm. Well, I just told you why. Yeah. So that ends tonight's podcast. Um, 
this is version two. We created another version and we still went to an hour. Yeah, we still did. Even though this is our second take. Mm -hmm. But I think the second take was better than the first. Yes, I agree. Because I feel I got the point across better. Yes. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Time to end it. Thank you. Thank you.